I'd like to welcome today's guest, Point of Rentals Inbound Sales Development Representative, aka SDR, uh, Katie McFarland. Katie, welcome to the front porch. Thank you. I appreciate you inviting me on. Good. Welcome to the front porch with Brian Beaudry. Uh, okay, let's start with the basics. Who are you and where are you from? So right now, at this moment, I am a inbound rep for Point of Rental, but I'm also a wife and a mother, okay. and um, I'm from here. So I grew up in Arlington and Mansfield and have never left the Metroplex, so I'm a local. Okay, that's that's super from here. When you say never left the Metroplex, is that never lived anywhere else or have never literally traveled outside of the Metroplex? Okay, so yes, I have traveled <laughs> abroad, okay. but I have lived here my whole life with the exception of going to college. I lived in College Station when I went to A&M. So. Oh, another Aggie. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Maybe that's why you and Scott uh, are, are talking. In yeah, we have a bond. Okay. It's a cult. That's what everyone says. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I have heard that. I'm not from Texas originally, so it's like I don't necessarily have the full depth of the history and vibe and everything. But even I know, yeah, A&M is known as, as culty. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> okay, normally I have a third question, but I forgot to write it for you. Uh, what is your favorite sandwich? Ooh, my favorite sandwich. I like to get the turkey and provolone sandwich from Jersey Mike's. Okay. Yeah, anything with turkey. Okay, interesting. I, you're the first person to say say turkey based sandwiches. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, granted, I don't ask everyone. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So let let's go ahead and jump into your to your job history. Obviously, the first job bef before you have your first job, everyone's asking you as a kid. Yeah. Hey, what are you going to be when you grow up? What was the first thing you remember um, saying as having as an answer for that? It actually was a teacher. I always wanted to be a teacher growing up. I loved um, being in the classroom and, you know, every kid wants to write on the chalkboard. And back then it was the, um, what is that called? Where you write with the VCV markers. You, they would call you up and you get to write on there. And that was like, I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do one day. So Interesting. Because you seem, when we were talking before this, you were talking about like, you know, wanting to stay out of like the limelight and not really being a... Uh, in front of everyone, like, hey, I'm I'm here to do this. But I know, when when I was in school, I was definitely not like, hey, yeah, I want to be up at the chalkboard. I did not want to write on the chalkboard. I was very afraid. I think it's just the novelty, like the fun of getting mm -hmm. to go and do something that you don't get to do that often. But you're right. No, I, I typically shy away from the spotlight. <laughs> that's for sure. So this is definitely something new for me. Okay. Now, I know I'm not supposed to get real intent on the, the chalkboard stuff, but did you ever like draw stuff uh, on the chalkboard before class or anything? Oh, for you sure. That kid? Yeah. And after class. Yeah. If you had the opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever get your, your work to, to stay on the board for a little while or was it a thing where like you would draw it and then immediately erase it because it's like, Oh no, I don't want to. Yeah. No, I wouldn't keep it up there. I'm not that, like I said, <laughs> I don't care for people to recognize what I'm doing, but just like to do it. <laughs> All right, good. Well, this this will be very uncomfortable for you because we'll record it and then everyone will know what you're doing. So yeah, that's yeah. I've been stressing about this today. <laughs> All right. Well, my my normal question is is how close did you get to getting there to your your dream job, uh, and what did you end up doing out of school instead? So did 
I know, spoiler alert, you did actually get to achieve your dream. Yeah. Is that the first thing you did when you got out of school or no? Yeah, it actually was. So um, I did my student teaching at a school in Mansfield, actually a school that I went to, and just turned out that the teacher I was student teaching with got one of his dream jobs while I was in the classroom with him. So I just got to take over as the full-time teacher and, yeah, got hired right out of college. Okay. So did did writing on the blackboard, like, live up to, to what you'd imagined? Well, um, a little bit, but back th- now it's like a whiteboard. Who has chalkboards anymore? So, yeah. but yes. Is that the yes. reason you're here with us now is like if they had kept the blackboards yeah. around? <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't stand it anymore. I just really wanted a chalkboard. Um, no, I, but I did. I really enjoyed teaching for the time that I did it. So I did it for nine years. Um, I felt like I accomplished a lot in that role and, you know, noticed that Time with my family was a little bit more important to me at this time, this stage of my life with my kids. So yeah. I decided to look for something a little more flexible. Okay. So so what were you teaching? I taught fifth grade science all nine years. Got to stay in the same classroom on the same team for all nine years. So I was blessed with that. And I did enjoy it. Awesome. So my daughter recently got done with like fifth grade. So I kind of remember some of the stuff a little bit. What What's some of the stuff that you're teaching? Like what's what's like the... I guess module or whatever that you're like really excited about getting to when you're when you're doing a fifth grade science. I liked life science just because it was inter- interesting. But the fun thing about fifth grade is it's like I like to call it a hodgepodge year. Like you know, some grades in science it's like all about biology or it's all about chemistry. Within fifth grade, we got to touch on like all the subjects like matter, space, life science, energy, and so I always liked the life science. Um, I don't know why. Just talking about animals, and I just felt like the kids were more interested in that as well. Yeah, kids, kids definitely like animals, at, yeah. at least. Yeah. Okay. You have a favorite animal? Um, a dolphin. A dolphin. That's. Yeah. I feel like that's a little cliche. But, it it really um, is, but yeah, I don't know. There's just something so cool about a dolphin. Yeah, it's definitely, especially, uh, like novel when you're when you're in this Dallas Fort Worth area. You don't see yeah. many dolphins by here. <laughs> no. You definitely have to travel to see those, and if you want to swim with, then pay a lot of money. So, yeah. Well, that's that sounds. Yeah, I don't like paying a lot of money. For, yeah. <laughs> for that. Um, okay. So how how did you find point of rental? Because you're you know obviously you're teaching. I don't. The first thing that springs to my mind isn't like rental software. Yeah. No, mine either. Um, so I decided at the end of the school year just to resign and take some time off. And then just kind of was like, you know, I I was thinking about jobs where teaching skills would be transferable and sales, um, oddly enough, is one of those jobs because as a teacher, you're really a salesperson. You're up there selling the content. And so I started searching kind of in that realm and, um, LinkedIn, which is a great tool when you're looking for a job. I saw Preston post about, um, the sales rep position. Mm-hmm. And so I applied for it and just reached out and, you know, got lucky enough to be hired. So Okay, wait, you said you saw Preston. Why why did you see Preston post about it? On LinkedIn? Well, because yeah. I was oh, <laughs> because I went to high school with Preston and Lauren. Oh, interesting. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I was already, yeah, following him on LinkedIn. Yeah. So Preston and I actually graduated the same year in the same class of like thirty nine kids. Okay. Yeah. So this seems like a very interesting type of school where you're exchanging your LinkedIn profiles. Like back when (laughs) I was in school, it was, well, we didn't have those really yet. We had like MySpace, I think. 
Yeah. But oh, uh, yeah. LinkedIn profiles, that's a very professional sounding school. Yes. No, um, I didn't create my LinkedIn. I was <laughs> late to the game in the professional world because as a teacher, LinkedIn really isn't a thing. Yeah. But in the business world, it definitely is. So I just started adding people. And unfortunately, when you go to a school of 39 people, like in high school, yeah. it's a real small group to fish within. And then obviously your college and all of the people that I connected with teaching. But yeah, I got lucky enough to see Preston's post. So Nice. Yeah. Well, that's pretty convenient. Yeah, I was going to ask you, so you, you've already kind of mentioned it. How, how completely does, does that teaching skill set translate into sales? Like how do you use that? Um, those skills every day. Yeah. So as a teacher, you have to be a good communicator. And I feel like in sales, that's a really important, you know, skill set to have in any job. Communication is mm-hmm. important. But that's something that um, has really helped me in this role. And then just, like I said, you're, you are a salesperson. You have to get up there in front of the, the kids. And, you know, not everyone loves school. You have to get them to buy into you know, what you're talking about. So it's really selling the content to them. And so that's kind of how it can be on, on call. Sometimes you have to position it in a way that makes the other person interested in what you're talking about. So I feel like they are, doesn't sound super relatable when you think of teaching and sales, but they really do overlap. Yeah. So, so who's easier to sell to, um, you know, people in the rental industry or, or children? Well, uh, it depends on the day, but <laughs> children, if you give them a fun um, experiment, luckily I was a science teacher, so we got to do labs and stuff all the time. That's true. So they were pretty easy to sell to at times, but just depends on who you, you know, if you get the right person on the phone in this job, so. Okay. Well, before we leave teaching entirely, what what was your favorite lab? Ooh. Because um, I feel like there's like the typical standard ones, the ones that like I always see in pop culture, it's like everyone has a volcano experiment. Yeah, they're used. I don't know if they still do this, but there used to be, you know, the dissections of, of oh. things. But it doesn't seem like that. Yeah, luckily anymore. in fifth grade we don't touch on that. <laughs> there was a bubble lab that we would do, and the kids would blow bubbles on the table, the science table, and then they'd have to measure it and see who could blow the biggest bubble. We taught the scientific method using that, um, and that was always a fun one. So that's the one that sticks out to me right at this moment. Okay, well, let me know if we can do the bubble experiment here. We have a pretty big table because oh, that's how, that one sounds fun and we didn't do that when I was in yeah. school. So we have everything you just need straws, bubbles or dish soap and water. So Okay, well we can definitely we'll, do that. We'll do a little video sometime. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna relate it to rental software, but yeah we'll maybe, find a way. Yeah, we can think about that. Okay. Uh let's see. So what what's the most challenging part about being an SDR? The most challenging part is Every phone call is different. Like you can prepare, um, you know, have the things that you know you need to cover on a call, but every call goes a different way because the prospect is the one driving that call. So it's just the unknown and being able to pivot like on your feet. And, you know, with inbound, it's a little bit easier because those are people coming to us and yeah. they're more interested. They at least asked to be called. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. So that makes it a little bit easier, but still every call can be different. Okay. Yeah. I noticed that you have, you know, answers. You, you've you prepared more than any other guest that I've had. Yes. Normally I like I'm the nervous one who doesn't even remember my own questions. And it's like, all right, I have my little list, so I don't have to know anything. And, and yeah. Yeah. I am definitely um, a planner. I like to plan and be prepped. So that's been hard with not knowing which way like calls may go and being and having to pivot. And like with teaching, you can plan out your day and it's pretty easy, but yeah, this is a little more unknown sometimes, but yeah. 
So, so how have you, is, is there a way that you've kind of learned to, to do that better and, and be able to flow with, you know, whatever the prospect has to say? I think practice, like I've been doing it for so long now that I'm comfortable. I don't ever stress about picking up the phone just because it's a conversation. That's what you have to tell yourself. Like right now, this is a conversation. Maybe I was nervous about this, but that's all it is. And so like, even if I don't know which way the conversation might go, that's what I just tell myself. I'm just talking to someone, getting to learn about them. Um, they can they drive the conversation, but I've, after doing it long enough, you get comfortable with it. Yeah, and the convenient part about this one is like if it went really terrible, we would just delete it and no one would ever Yeah, that would out. be great. Yeah. Yeah. But, no. <laughs> but then we wouldn't have content for later in this month. I need that content. Yes, All right. we will get you that content. Good. All right, what is your favorite part about your current role? So my current role right now, I'm actually training um, one of our SDRs to do inbound as well with me. Um, luckily, we've had a lot of traffic and we need some more help on that side. And I've actually really enjoyed getting to do that because it brings me back to my teaching days, getting to teach and um, share my knowledge. So that's right now has been like what I've enjoyed the most. That's been fun. I was going to say, all right, you're, you're teaching again. I, I am. I, I see a recurring theme here. Yes. All right. Is there, is there a point where you get to feel like you're you're really doing a good job of teaching when you're within that sales process, or is it, or does that happen like later in the funnel? Well, I think it's just you see. I mean, luckily we get to listen to each other's calls, and you get to see, oh yeah, they listened to that, like they're doing what I said, or you know things like that. They picked up on that. Um, so that's been fun as well to like actually see the fruits of your labor and like see someone else. And we have a good team. Like everyone on our team is willing to help each other out. We all we all kind of teach each other. So good. Uh, I I do. Re- I just realized that you know S- SDRs and AEs sometimes have ac- account executives. Sorry, uh, sometimes have like handoffs. Is is do you have a favorite AE to work with? Oh, a favorite AE to work with. Ooh, that's a good question. I like I to try know. to get people I, in trouble around here. Yeah. No, I really like them all in their own way. Like. They're all super friendly, which being a salesperson, I feel like that's just part of the job. You have to be like really friendly. I would hope but so. I enjoy like hopping on calls with all of them and having, you know, before the prospect gets on, just having those conversations, getting to know one another. So really, I I couldn't pick a favorite. I like them all. Okay. I was going to pick Mark as your favorite for you just because <laughs> you, he was also a teacher. So I thought you would be, you know, teacher pals. I didn't really know. I didn't know he was a teacher. I knew mm-hmm. his past experience was in like the event rental world. We're going to talk about this. Yeah, before that. Or I I know he at least went to school to get a teaching degree. I'm going to ask I think he did some teaching, yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right, well, now let's get into your non-professional. Well, before we get into your non-professional life, we got to play a game first. And that's going to be McFarlane or McFarlout. And if you agree with a statement or it's true, say McFarlane. And if you disagree, say McFarlout. Okay. You understand the rules, right? I know it's a really complex game. So complex. So McFarlane or McFarlout, you've cheated at a board game. McFarlout. Now, now maybe as a kid it would have been McFarland. Yeah. But I'm not competitive enough to cheat at a board game. And especially as a parent, like, you learn that you let your kid win. So really there's no point in cheating. So. Mm, I don't know. If, if if you're letting your kid win, is that cheating for your on your kid's behalf? Oh. Yeah, that's a tricky way to look at it. Okay. Well, yeah. So maybe now we're maybe now I'll we're have to not change sure. my answer. <laughs> now, now this graphic is going to look really weird when Andrew tries to put it in there. That'll okay. be fun for him. Yeah. Uh, if you could find out how you were going to die, you'd want to know. Ooh, I have some questions about that. 
Um, no, I'm not threatening you, just so you know. <laughs> McFar- McFarland. It, I mean, what if it's something avoidable? You it's know? fair. And that, that throws into the whole question into a bit of confusion because like, if you yeah. know and you can avoid it, then, then it's wrong. And then does it like update you? <laughs> Yeah, because if I, yeah, <laughs> sounds like the worst. I, yeah, update. I don't know. That one's a hard one. Yeah, because if I could avoid it, then yes. If I can't avoid it, then probably no. I don't want to know. <laughs> okay. Uh, McFarlane or McFarlane? You've told an outrageous lie to a child. McFarlane. I mean, that's parenting one hundred and one. <laughs> we all lie to our children, right? <laughs> all right. What what's what's the best lie that you you've? So the you've, most that they've discovered. The, the truth about since oh. since then. Gosh. We don't want to oh. accidentally have your have one of your kids stumble across this and yes. be like, what? Yeah, that is so true. I don't know. That's a good one. The most the funniest one recently was um my son and niece were in the car honking the car horn and they wouldn't stop. Mm-hmm. And so we told them that the police were gonna come if they didn't stop. Um my niece immediately burst into tears. <laughs> and my son is like, prove it. Like he literally said, prove it. <laughs> And so I was like, that just shows the difference in their personalities. Like my son's going to be the one that gets in trouble in yeah. high school. And my niece is going to be the goody two shoes who is like so worried about getting in trouble. Yeah. It's one of those things. I think my daughter's much more likely to be the the one crying. Crying. And it's like, I'm glad that you're going to be a rule follower. Yeah. But oh gosh, you, yeah. <laughs> calm down a bit. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. McFarland or McFarlane, you prefer working from home to working at the office? McFarland. That was one of the things that appealed to me about this job is having the flexibility to be able to work from home, especially with teaching. Yeah. You don't get that flexibility. And when you have little kids, they get sick all the time. Yep. And being able to work from home and have them home sick with you versus having to take a day off, you know, with teaching. So, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And also, you don't ever get, like, roped into surprise interviews uh, on camera at at home as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, You wrote me into this one. (laughs) Okay. Uh, McFarlane or McFarlane? You have an embarrassing nickname, or at least a nickname that you hate. McFarlout. Mm. Yeah, I really don't. My full name's Catherine, and I go by Katie. Mm-hmm. So that's already a nickname in itself. But other than that, no, I don't have any other nicknames. So McFarlout being your nickname, you're not going to – well, that, that's a bit terrible nickname anyway, so yeah. that's fine. My, well, my son lately has been saying um, McFartland <laughs> for a last name. And I was oh, like, you know you're yeah. giving ammunition <laughs> to all your classmates to make fun of you. But luckily, um, I didn't come into this name until I got married, not yeah. in my, so I didn't have it in my childhood. That's fair. But yeah, so luckily that one can't be used against me. But I feel like it, he's taking ownership of it. And if he created true. it, then he can't, he's not going to be upset by it. So that's also a good way to, to get around it. That is true. Good point. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for playing McFarland or McFarlout. It was fun. Thank you. Joke of the day. What is blue? And smells like red paint. Blue paint. Uh. All right. So we were talking before we before we came into this little recording booth, and and you mentioned that you you played sports in in junior high and high school. I as well uh, kind of peaked peaked out there at high school and yeah. never went beyond there. Um, what what sports were you playing? So I did track in uh, middle school and a little bit of basketball and cheerleading in high school. Okay. None of which um, were my thing. 
are those things that like your parents made you do them? Cause I, I had to either like do a, do an activity after school or I had to volunteer somewhere. Yeah. So really it wasn't my parents. It was actually my coaches at school. When you have only 39 kids in your graduating class, they are recruiting everyone for everything <laughs> to fill the spaces on the teams. So I, one year uh, in track, I did hurdles and I am five foot two. And so that did not go well, <laughs> but I did it. Um, but yeah, so it's all about the size of the school. I just, I did it for the team. You yeah. Know? I was going to say, yeah, I, you need a certain number of people to participate. What, did they have like limbo hurdles? Cause that'd be cool. I wish I could have done that. I would have been good, better, way better at that <laughs> than jumping over them. <laughs> what, is that the only event that you did in track or were there others? Um, I did the four by four and I didn't, I didn't do any of the sprinting ones. I'm not fast enough for that. Okay. So. I was hoping you were throwing things like, you know. Oh yeah. No, I never did that either. No. All right. Well, definitely not the high jump either. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can try a, a practice uh, event out here on the fields that are kind of around point of red rental headquarters and we can do a, a track event yeah someday. a track event yeah, yeah. That'd, be, that'd be fun I bring think. me back to my my middle school days okay you also mentioned that you did do do cheerleading and you're apparently your mom said you were not yeah not great at this she called me the most anti cheerleader cheerleaders i wasn't very um, i don't like being up in front of people and she was like just told me i was not enthusiastic enough so we i did that one year <laughs> okay. What? Well, so was it a case of like you just kind of were you at least going through the motions, but like not very well, or was it? Yeah, she always like, just said it would be like go team go. <laughs> like I would never be like super into it. And she was like everyone else around you, they were they were cheerleaders. Yeah. But no, I was an anti cheerleader. Well, your anti cheerleading works here because like if you were actually yelling, then it would ruin the mic levels. And oh, so that's thank perfect. You, thank you for for not being a great cheerleader. I appreciate that. Okay. I also hear that you, you like reading or in, in your case, not reading. Yes. I, if I had the time to like just sit down and, and read a book, that'd be great. But when you have kids, it kind of limits your free time. So I like to listen to audiobooks. So while I'm doing chores around the house and, you know, doing laundry or washing the dishes, I listen to audiobooks. Okay. Like what, what kind of audiobooks? Usually whatever my mom has downloaded on our, her Audible account. <laughs> I like murder mystery type books, um, some romance novels here and there. But yeah, I like a good mystery. Okay, so listening to a murder mystery book seems like it would be semi-stressful because, you know, you have interruptions throughout throughout your time. This and is true. Do you ever, like, get in trouble with your kids and be like, no, no, I need to. I, I, need, I to need to finish this? <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I had the luxury of doing that, but... Um, I usually listen to it like in bed at night too. So that's when I get okay. the most. And it's like when I'm relaxed, which is funny, listening to a murder mystery while you're trying to relax and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. But it works. Yeah. it's That's one of those things that I didn't realize until I became a parent is like, oh, that's why bedtimes exist. <laughs> yes. It's so parents it have is. some time. <laughs> For sure. Yes. You go to bed at 8 p.m. So I can yeah. have at least an hour or two. Yeah. Yep. It's like. Yeah, supposedly there's this research out there that says like, yeah, you know, kids need a certain amount of sleep. It's like I'm, I feel like all of this research is actually talking to parents, and they're like, just say that they need to go. Yes, it's like one of those lies you tell your kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, uh, but also to to your kids and and to my daughter out there, um, that was none of that was. <laughs> oh yeah, that's not true. That yeah. is scientifically proven. Yeah, you yeah. Need, <laughs> it, you need it to develop. Uh, let's see. And and the other thing that you said you do is you sadly shop. Yeah. 
Um, I love shopping, but you have to spend money to shop. That's true. That is my least favorite part of shopping. Yeah. And so I like to shop online. And, you know, if I go to the same page like five times, like over a month period, I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy it. Like that's worth my money. But I try not to be yeah. an impulse shopper. Okay. So you, you approach it like whenever I was looking at tattoos, I, I was always told, you know, hey, you, you find the design and then you come back to it in several months. And then if you still like it, then okay. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Especially a tattoo. That's definitely yeah. not, you don't want to make an impulse decision about that. You can't return that or not easily at least. Yeah. It's, so. it's, I've seen the procedures on like uh, social media and it seems very That looks unpleasant. painful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But. So, so what are the things that you're you're generally shopping, but also not shopping for? Um, shoes. I like shoes a lot. Clothes in general. Okay. But yeah, other than that, those are my two main interests. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nothing I, super fun. Oh, and apparently, everyone around here would say my cups. Mm. I always like. I take pride in my cups. You know, I have a really Do good. Do you have like a cup, cup collection or? Yes, and you know, unfortunately, my husband is like another cup. Like you really bought another <laughs> cup, <laughs> but they all serve their own purpose. You know, like I've got a water cup, I've got a coffee cup, I've got a good wine cup. You know, and you obviously you would never mix up any of the cups, right? No, oh, no, but you should. This is your wine cup, right? Yeah, this is my <laughs> wine cup. Yes. Okay. Has to be thirty ounces. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, what's something that people misunderstand about you? So I was looking at that question and really like I feel like I'm a pretty transparent person. So I don't feel like there is much misunderstood. Uh, maybe in high school it was that I could do sports. But <laughs> I mean now I, I, I can't think of many things. Okay. There's no one that's ever like come up to you after or a little bit of knowing you that's, that said like, wow, when we first met I thought you were like a certain way. But, but as I've gotten to know you, it's like, no, actually, yeah. Mindy told me she thought I was way younger. <laughs> When, whenever she started working here and then I was like well I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but um yeah but other than that I mean so you, you know, didn't take that you didn't take offense to that just for the sake of taking offense to it well I guess as if she thought I looked younger that's that's a compliment right so Sometimes. well yeah if it's looking younger versus acting younger <laughs> <fair>. so <laughs> yeah yeah okay do you have any questions for me uh you get exactly one I get to ask you lots, but you can yeah. Um, so I'm interested in what you do outside of work. What's oh your favorite thing to do? Um, I, you know, I also have a kid, so I don't. Not that I had a life before, but yeah. Um, I I usually you know do a do a little run after work to get some exercise in. I used to play a bit more sports at at that mediocre like you know I can be an okay person yeah. subbing in on a pickup court. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's, it's mostly reading, listening to podcasts, just hanging out with family and yeah, fixing up things that are, are broken at the house or lawn care or whatnot. Yeah. You sound like my husband. Yeah. Nothing, nothing super excited. <laughs> All right. So before we go to the five important questions, okay. I need you to give me a top five list and a segment we'll call give me five. So I've been asking people these top five lists, but I've never named it. So you get to be the first one doing give me five i like it uh now it seems like not everyone knows the rules of good of good top five list so i want to make sure that you do we start at number five and we count up to number one because if you tell people the number one no one cares for, about the rest of your list yeah so again normally people get to pick their own list but since you are an sdr and we're always selling out here 
True. Uh, and we have this promo going on called Point of Rental Guide. Uh, I want you to tell me your top five reasons that a rental store leader would want to become Point of Rental's guide. Okay. You know I prep for things, so I've got my list ready to go. Good. So, number five. Number five, I would say, is we all love to share our opinions. You know, as a consumer, you know, if we go to a restaurant and we have feedback to share, we're going to ask for the manager. In this contest, that's what we're asking people to do is give us feedback. So you get to share your opinion. But hopefully it's like, you know, let me ask for the manager in a good way this time. Well, yes, of <laughs> course, for sure. But that's what we're asking for. You know, we yeah. want feedback. Okay, number four. Number four, you get to help the industry. Your feedback is going to help us, you know, improve on our side. And then that also helps all of our customers out there. So you're helping out the rental industry. Okay. People do like to help. They, they, they seem to care a lot about the industry when, when I talk to people in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number three. Number three is the opportunity to solve challenges that you're facing as a rental store. You know, um, we have a great software and it's going to help you solve some of your challenges. So who wouldn't love the opportunity to do that? I do like things that solve my problems. Yeah. Okay. Number two. Number two. It's free. Who doesn't love free stuff? You know, you get software free for a year. So that is a pretty cool thing in itself. Yeah. And you, that, you wish your clothes were free. That, that oh, you're man. Shopping. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. <laughs> I could save a lot of money that way. That leads into. Okay. Number one. Number one is you get free implementation. So even if you, you sign on with us after a year, yes, you do have to pay for the software, but you never have to pay for the implementation, which is pretty awesome. Good. Yeah, again, free things are good. Yeah. So Free things are awesome. All right, so if, if those reasons sold you on becoming Point of Rental's guide, uh, well, go to vi visit pointofrental.com slash guide before November 15th because that's like the cutoff. We we don't want to run this thing forever. <laughs> um, and when you do that, you'll you'll probably talk to Katie at some point in the process, yeah. and, and we'll find out if you are the right, right fit for Point of Rental's guide. Five important questions. Five important Five important questions. Five important questions. Okay, now we're ready for the five important questions. I'm I'm sorry I wasted your time with all those other ones because <laughs> these are the important ones. Uh, what would you say is your greatest success in life? My kids. I know that's very cliche. It is, but and so I I, I acknowledge that. Okay. But um, yeah, they are my greatest success. Okay, but at least you still like them, so that's that's good. Yes. You have to worry about when it's like, ah, they're, yeah, when they're not that great. <laughs> yeah. And they get into those teen years and you just, yeah. Then, then you'll you have some other back. things that yeah. you want to mention. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is your greatest fear? Snakes. And I'm okay. afraid that I've just recorded that on camera because I've heard Lauren <laughs> might use that against me. <laughs> yes. That, that was the original reason that we added this to the list. <laughs> so she could find out. Oh. Yeah. Oh, please, no. But I think I think snakes are a common enough one that, you know, every, everyone is not great with snakes, yeah. I don't think. No. And I don't think that she's going to be allowed to just, like, let a bunch of snakes loose in the office. I don't think I that'll go I really over. hope not. That's a good way to make sure everyone works from home. Yes, that is, for sure. I wouldn't, okay. I don't think I could come back. Is it, like, all size snakes, or is it just, like, the bigger ones? I mean, garden snakes, like, like I'm okay. Have, that's, like a, that's, like, a giant worm, like, but... Yeah. Yeah, anything more than that. Even like a rat snake. I know they're not dangerous. I know everyone says they're they're good, but I I can't tell enough to know that it's a rat snake at that moment. It's just a snake, so yeah. Yeah, you're not waiting for it to like bite you to find out yeah, if it's okay. No. 
Not at all. It seems like a good policy. Uh, if you could tell first day at work, Katie, or first first day at point of rental, Katie, really, uh, one piece of advice, what would you tell her? Um, just relax. You know, it for me especially, it was really nerve-wracking because I was completely changing careers. Like, it wasn't like I was going from one sales position to another one at a different company. This was totally new. So I just would have told myself to relax, that it was going to be okay. Were you so. just like, oh, no, these are adults. Yeah, these are, <laughs> yes, yes. And just, yeah, learning something new is nerve-wracking. So, yeah. All right, well, well, good job on uh, on learning something new at least. Thanks. Uh, what is your most embarrassing <laughs> – that seg- segues so badly into the next one. Uh, what's your <laughs> most embarrassing moment as a pointer? So I, I thought about this, and luckily I cannot think of one yet. So okay. I don't I'm, – I'm not ready for that day to come. I hope it doesn't. And you're even but. in a position where you, like, actually record your calls and, like, you can actually relive your mistakes. Yeah. I guess – well, maybe then I could pro- – I probably could find a pretty embarrassing call. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Luckily, nothing sticks out in my mind where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, yes, that's my most embarrassing moment. Okay. Well, that, that ruins the next one. So let's just continue along ruining the, the segues into yeah. every single one of these. Uh, I'm good at that. Well, you have been sentenced <laughs> to death uh, because, you know, the the not remembering your most embarrassing moment is now a capital offense. Uh, so what is your last meal and why? Probably sushi because that's not something I'm ever going to cook at home. Like it's not easy. I thought you were not allowed to cook it. Well, yes, I should say prep, (laughs) (laughs) make a sushi roll at home. Um, So I always go out to eat that and I like crave it at least once a week. Like I'm actually going to get sushi tonight because I haven't had it in at least two weeks. To reward yourself for putting up with this and like going on video and being front and center. You're like, look, I'm going to need some. some I had to look forward to something. Yeah. Understandable. (laughs) Okay. Are you having anything with your sushi? Wine. Okay. Yeah. Any dessert or no? No. You're not a dessert person? The sushi places don't usually have the best dessert. At least not yeah. the type of dessert that I like. You're not, this is this is a last meal situation. They're bringing everything to you. Oh, You're okay. not like going out to a restaurant or anything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then it would be probably like chocolate cake and ice cream or something. Something okay. like that. Yeah, that doesn't really fit in with the aesthetic of a, of a sushi yeah, restaurant. Yeah, they're not going <laughs> to have that. Okay. Uh, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Ooh. Um, I guess my shyness sometimes. Yeah. It'd be nice. I would love to be a little more outgoing and not, not be so nervous in those types of situations. It does feel like the, the people that are not shy have so many opportunities open up for them. Yeah. I wish that was easy. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, If you could change one thing at point of rental, what would it be? Ooh. One thing at point of rental, what would it be? Just to clarify, this is like a snap situation, not a like... I would like to start the process of building <laughs> like a whole thing. It's like if you can make one thing happen with the snap, what would it be? Oh goodness. Um it'd be cool if the SDRs had their own office. We're always talking over each other. <laughs> it's never gonna happen. That's the point of being an SDR is working in a cubicle <laughs> and having that type of environment. But yeah. Okay. That's the only thing I notice over in SDR land. All right. At least get Katie her own office. Yes. Oh, yeah. That would be nice. I'd love my own office. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is your spirit spice? My spirit spice? Uh, probably sugar. I'm sweet. Oh, I like that one. You know? Okay. That one's a nice one. 
All right. Well, thank you, Katie, for chatting today. And to anyone that made it to this point with us, uh, thanks for joining us. And we'll leave the porch light burning for you. Thank you.